You are listening to the Teaching Little Brains podcast with Sarah Nickeruk, episode 10. Hello, teacher brains. I hope you are keeping well, safe, and healthy. I have something super fun planned for you today um, because the more I talk to people, the more I realize that everyone is experiencing this pandemic differently. I thought we could use a mental break. We are officially in week three of quarantine, self-isolation, social distancing, lockdown, whatever you choose to call it here in Ontario. Personally, I like the safe at home versus stuck at home mentality. It's a bit of semantics, but also language is important, especially to your brain. So I would urge you to frame it in your mind with a positive, with positive language, because that will for sure help with your mental state. Anyway, we're about three weeks in, roughly 21 days, and I've been hearing from people, and this may or may not be you, but some people are at this point feeling increased overwhelm, anxiety, irritability, frustration, intolerance, stress with homeschooling, working from home or not working, all the people around all the time with no clear end in sight. The great news is if you are experiencing some of these feelings, this is a sign that your brain is working perfectly normally. So congratulations. (laughs) Let's take a moment and celebrate that. Get those brain benefits and be grateful for it. Be grateful that your brain is working properly. More benefits. Remember the the benefits of gratitude we talked about in an earlier episode, four I think. But seriously, here we are three weeks in. And you may have heard before that it takes 21 days to build a habit. And that's true-ish. It's just not the whole picture or even the end of the story. So here we are sort of building this new habit, new normal. And there are many analogies used to describe our brains. So some people say that our brains are like toddlers, unsupervised toddlers running around with sharp objects. (laughs) And if you ever have had the distinct pleasure of being in the company of a toddler, that image might scare you a little, but if you've been in the company of toddler with a specific demand, you know that when they get fixated on something, there is little else that will satisfy them but that thing. And when we say the dreaded no word to them or try to distract them with something else, they may follow our lead for a little bit, but at the last minute when they realize they're being duped, (laughs) they can dig in their heels and kick up quite a fuss, sort of as one last ditch effort to get their way. I picture like a parent walking along, dragging their toddler by the hand who's moving her feet, but her head is turned back and she's watching behind her, you know? So this is kind of what our brains are doing around three weeks into a new habit. We're guiding our brain toward a new desired behavior or belief. And while our brain is going along, holding our hand uh, and sort of dawdling behind us, it's looking back at what its established normal or its old belief or thought pattern, its former habit, used to be at around 21 days it kicks up a bit of a fuss as it realizes that it's on an unfamiliar path so remember our brain is programmed to keep us safe and in the familiar so yes the pathway in our brain the new pathway in our brain is establishing we're moving along it but our old path is still visible it's hanging on just in case we decide to quote unquote do the right thing according to it and stay on the familiar and safe um, in in that comfort zone. Another analogy for the brain and its pathways is that of a network of highways. So in this instance, we are building a new highway. We're in the construction phase. So we're driving along with our new destination in our sight and our foot squarely on the gas pedal. 
while our subconscious, without our realizing it, is pressing firmly on the brake, wanting to turn around and hop on our old familiar highway or route. So at 21 days, both roadways are established at about equal stages in the construction phase. And then from there, the old pathway starts to prune away. So pruning is the term used in neuroscience to talk about when, you know, we're, we're deconstructing an old belief. So it's pruning away and your new pathway becomes solidly built or automated. And that takes a little bit of work and it takes about 60 to 67 days, depending on how deeply rooted your old beliefs are. But in that three week in point is when you know, you've got your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. So that's where the discomfort comes from. So this is why it becomes uncomfortable at around the point, this point in a new habit or new normal, as some people are calling it. Your brain is simultaneously adjusting to living in this new normal as long as it lasts, while still remembering and reminding you of the glory days when we could, I don't know, visit friends freely, go to a restaurant, drop the kids off at school, get five minutes to ourselves, visit our loved ones and give them all the hugs, you know, pop over to grandma's house. So yes, 21 days, but actually it's 60 to 67. So between 21 and 67, if you keep repeating that new belief and do the work, it's like compound interest. It, it will get better faster. So keep pushing through <laughs> is the message. I keep thinking of it like a shirt that needs ironing. So it was soft and comfy, comfy, but a bit crumpled. And I want it to be fresh, tidy and wrinkle free. So that requires heat, pressure and time. So right now at around three weeks, we are in the heat, pressure and time part. And I'm ironing my proverbial shirt. It will come out fresh, tidy and smooth and warm and feel so magnificent when it does like a whole new shirt. Um, and I can see it, I can practically feel it on my skin. But right now, I have to be patient and crank that iron to its highest setting, watch my fingers so I don't get burned and hold that sucker on that shirt, applying the right amount of pressure in order for it to come out smooth, fresh, tidy and wrinkle free. Anyway, however you interpret it, whatever analogy works for you at this point, I don't know about you, but I'm looking for something fun to do to break up this sort of stressful, uncomfortable period. So today we're going to do something super fun together. I call these my Jim Quick memory tricks because I got them from Jim Quick and these are what got me started down this path. Jim Quick was my introduction to the world of neuroscience and these were my first steps towards teaching little brains, um, developing that. So I did this with my insiders in my Teaching Little Brains Facebook group a couple months ago and they loved it. So I thought I would give it a whirl here with you today. So. In episode nine, we talked about asking better questions and three of the questions in particular, um, and these are the kind of three central questions that really kicked off my journey and what founded Teaching Little Brains for me. So while I was learning this, I asked myself, how can I use this? Why must I use this? And when will I use this? Because as I was learning these things, and this is one of those things that I learned that really got me started thinking, wow, like kids should be learning this in school. Like they would love it. It would totally help them. So it started with these fun little brain hacks. And then I realized that it was the more I learned, it was much bigger than that. And it really spoke to mental health and getting people, you know, the tools to manage their minds, you know, teaching that our it's our thoughts that create our feelings that drive our actions to get our results. And if we want to get different results, we need to go back to the thought 
level and manage our minds there. And so <coughs> that's where I, I realized it was bigger than just these little memory hacks, but these are fun. But when I heard about, you know, like 10 year olds committing suicide, which was heartbreaking, I just thought enough is enough. Like we have to be doing more for these kids and ourselves. Teachers everywhere are overwhelmed, stressed, taking leads and parents are overwhelmed and stressed and at the end of their ropes. And so I just felt like if people knew about this stuff, if they had learned this and these tools, if, if they taught this in schools, I mean, just think about how much healthier our population would be. Okay, so this is one of the fun tricks that I learned from Jim Quick, one of my Jim Quick memory tricks. And I'm gonna teach it to you today. So as, as we do this, I want you to think of those three questions too. So how can I use this? Why must I use this? And when will I use this? And you can even tack on with my students to the ends of those questions if you like. So fittingly, this is episode 10, and I'm going to give you 10 words that I want you to try to memorize. And if you have a pen or your phone handy, then after I give you these 10 words, I want you to try to record them in order, ideally, as many as you can, um, as you can remember. So here are your 10 words. So try to remember them in order. Close your eyes if you need to, if it's safe to do so. If not, don't, obviously. Okay, here you go. Fire hydrant, balloon, batteries, barrel, board, diamond, night rider, ox, toothpaste, sign. Take out your phone or your paper and record what you remember in order. Or if you're driving or you can't use your hands, just say them out loud to yourself in order. I'm just giving you a second. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read them back to you so that you can check what you got. Fire hydrant, balloon, batteries, barrel, board, diamond, night rider, ox, toothpaste, sign. How did you do? How many did you get? Ideally in order. And how did you try to remember them? What strategy did you use? Most of us were taught through rote repetition. So we repeat the words over and over again. Remember that? The teacher would say something, a fact, like fire hydrant, and the students would repeat after them until they quote unquote learned what they were supposed to. So I'm sure you guessed already, but this is actually the least effective way to learn something. In fact, statistics show that when we learn something this way, we forget 80% of it within two days. So think of all those exams you crammed for in university, pulling all-nighters, repeating dates, facts, formulas over and over and over again. And then right after the exam, what happened to that information? Gone. They call it the forgetting curve. So taking notes helps us to retain it, but what we're gonna learn here today is a game changer. <clears throat> Plus it's way more fun. Okay, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's take, take this up, shall we? So which words did you remember? We're gonna call them out because I'm guessing you didn't recall all of them, but I'm guessing you didn't forget them all either. So which did you get? Call one out. Some people will have remembered fire hydrant. If that's you, why do you think you remembered 
fire hydrant. Maybe because it was first. Yeah. Maybe you remembered sign. Why do you think you remembered sign? Because it was last. Right. So that's something called primacy, what comes near the beginning, and recency, what comes near the end or more recently. So we tend to remember things that come first and things that come most recently. So if, you, if I, the list had been 20, you would have probably remembered a few at the beginning and a few at the end. <clears throat> what other words did you remember? Some people may have remembered that there were a bunch of B words in there. like So there was balloon, batteries, barrel, and board. And you may not have remembered all of them, but you may have remembered two or three and may have remembered that there were a bunch of words that, had, that began with B. So why do you think you remembered those? Yeah, because they're a group. There's an, a, a bit of an alliteration. They're chunked or organized. So we have primacy, recency, and organization. Those are three qualities that help us remember. And now, if you remember diamond, it may be because there's some emotional connection with it. When we add emotion to something, it becomes more memorable. So remember, our thoughts combined with our emotions become our beliefs because they're, they're automated. And Maya Angelou, famous, Maya Angelou famously said that people may not remember what you said to them or what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. So emotions help with quick recall. So we have primacy, recency, organization, and emotion. What other words did you remember? Some people say they might have remembered Knight Rider. Do you remember Knight Rider? Is anybody old enough to remember that? Um, so why would you remember Knight Rider? So that one kind of stood out. Okay, there were two words in there and it kind of was different from the things. So that's another quality of quick recall. So when something is unique or quote unquote outstanding or different. So we got primacy, recency, organization, emotion, and uniqueness. They're all qualities that help us remember things. And many people remember these or some of these items from the list, but I'm going to show you now how you can remember all of them and retain them for a long time. I did this the first time about a year ago and I still remember them all now. So it's so fun. So what's more is that when we do this technique, you're going to be able to remember all 10 items frontward and backward. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through this and I want you to imagine what I'm about to tell you. If it's safe to do so, again, close your eyes. All right, so you're going to imagine that you're walking down the street and you see a fire hydrant. And tied to the fire hydrant is a gigantic helium balloon. So picture it in your mind. What color is it? Say the color out loud. Now this balloon is so big that it tears the fire hydrant out of the ground and floats it up into the sky. And as it continues to rise, all of a sudden, all these batteries come flying out of nowhere and pop the balloon. So you can see these batteries, picture them now. They're, they may be AA batteries, AAA batteries, D batteries. What brand are they? You can, you can read the brand on the side of the battery. So say the name of the brand out loud. So you look where these batteries are coming from and you notice a big wooden barrel that these batteries are shooting out of. So look at the barrel, see the barrel. What's unique about this barrel is that one of the boards on the side is a surfboard. So there's a surfboard on the side of the barrel and rolling down the board on the side of the barrel is a diamond, but it's not just any diamond. Like I'm not talking one or two carat diamond. I'm talking like a Jennifer Lopez 64 carat diamond rolling down the surfboard. 
and it falls off the end and it falls through the sunroof of Knight Rider's car. Knight Rider. Do you remember Knight Rider? So the car is parked between two oxen. So there's an ox on each side of the car. You get out of the car and you can really already smell the breath of one of the ox there. So you grab a tube of fluoride toothpaste and you start brushing the ox's teeth. So look at the toothpaste. Notice the brand. Notice it now. What brand is it? And after you're done with that, you take the toothpaste tube and you throw it into a giant neon sign. And the sign says, teaching little brains. And the sign shatters into a million pieces. All right, teacher brains. Now let's walk through those 10 words. We started at fire hydrant, right? What's after fire hydrant? Balloon. And then after balloon is batteries. And after batteries is what? Barrel. And then after barrel is what? Board. And after board diamond yes and after diamond is night rider and after night rider is ox and ox reminds you of toothpaste and after toothpaste is sign yes now notice the ones that worked for you and maybe you didn't get every single one and that's good because that's how we learn but let's take a second and wow ourselves by doing something super impressive and recalling this all backwards. So we started with the sign. So the sign smashed. So the sign, and before that was toothpaste. And before the toothpaste is ox. And before the ox is night rider. Yep. And before Knight Rider is Diamond, right? And before Diamond is Board, yes. And before Board is Barrel, Barrel. Before Barrel is Batteries, yes. And before Batteries is what? Balloon, and the balloon is attached to what? fire hydrant. Good. So fun, right? Okay, so we're going to do more of these in future episodes for sure. So remember to, to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of it. Okay, so this technique is referred to as chaining because each component component is like a link in the chain and it connects the ideas together to help us visualize and remember. And we add, um, you know, some uniqueness and some exaggeration to it. So you can add visualization and chaining or linking to the the list of qualities to help recall. So we had primacy, recency, organization, emotion, uniqueness, chaining, visualization, and here's another one, rhyming. So when we started this exercise, I encouraged you to consider the three questions. How can I use this? Why must I use this? And when will I use this? And high school science class comes to mind, having to memorize like the periodic table. Yes? Any idea what the first 10 elements of the periodic table are? How about hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine, and neon? Now, if you remember back to high school science class, how did you memorize those back then? Probably wrote memorization through repetition. And we already talked about this, and boring. And for most of us, 
Unless we're chemists, it probably didn't stick. So what's a better way? Well, we turn it all into a picture. We use some other tools we've learned here. And now prepare to have your mind blown. So the first one is hydrogen. So what could we picture in our minds that would help us remember hydrogen? How about a hydrant, a fire hydrant? So now we connect it to helium. And when I say helium, what do you think of? A balloon. So we link the two using like action and exaggeration. So the balloon is tied to the fire hydrant and it is so big, it pulls it out of the ground and floats it up into the air. And next is lithium. And what is lithium used for? Lithium is used for batteries, right? So now we connect the batteries to the balloon. So what do we do? Well, maybe the batteries are flying up out at the balloon and popping it. Now, where did those batteries come from? The barrel, the big barrel on the ground nearby. And so we have a picture in our minds, this big barrel. And your imagination is stronger than fact. So picture it, be as silly as you want because kids are silly and they're the best learners in the world. So that big barrel on the ground nearby and the fourth element on the periodic table is beryllium. So it kind of sounds the same, beryllium, beryllium. So um, beryllium barrel. On the side of the barrel is a board. Sounds like boron, board, boron. And rolling down the board is a diamond to remind you of what element? Carbon. Now, if the carbon is a stretch for you, you could have pictured like a car full of bonbons, so it'd be carbon um, going down the side of that board. Whatever works for you, like it's your imagination, it's your memory, you choose. Whatever you choose is best. <coughs> so then the diamond or the car of bonbons falls right through the sunroof of Knight Rider's car. And what element does Knight Rider remind you of? Knight nitrogen. All right. And then the car is parked between two, what? Ox, right. And what's the element? Oxygen, yep. Then you brush the teeth of the ox with toothpaste and what's in the toothpaste? Fluoride, which reminds you of fluorine. And then you check, uh, sorry, you chuck that toothpaste into a sign, but what kind of sign? A neon sign and neon is the 10th element. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, so congratulations, you did it. So fun. So when I heard this for the first time, I was teaching grade one and considering the three questions, how can I use this? Why must I use this? And when will I use this? I immediately thought of the science curriculum, like the needs and characteristics of living things. So I wonder if you think about your grade and curricula, any of them, science works well, but so do other ones. In what way could this tool come in handy? First of all, I just thought it'd be a super cool, fun thing to do with the kids. So I could give them 10 random words and have them remember them, but um, it'd be useful with curriculum. So for example, the order of the planets from the sun, the elements of design in art, forms and sources of energy, structure and function of human body systems, timelines for ancient civilizations. So what can your brain come up with? and or put it to your students, see what their brains can come up with. So you could teach them a trick and then you could tell them, here are some things we need to memorize 
how can we use this trick to do so? And they could come up with their own stories. It's like so cool. So let us know what you come up with. What do you think might you use this for? Grocery lists, party trick? <laughs> share with us in the comments for this episode or join my Teaching Little Brains Facebook group and share it there. I'm also on Instagram, so if your preference is there, whatever, anywhere. I'd love, to, But I'd love to hear how you use this and I think that would be helpful for other people too. Um, but in the meantime, why not give it a whirl at home? Have some fun in your family. Give, um, Have somebody give you 10 random words. So when we did this in my Facebook group, I got my daughter to give us 10 random words. And we created a linking story um, just like Jim's. So just like the fire hydrant one we did here. So if you can remember, see if you can remember all 10. Okay, Teacher Brains, thank you so much for joining me again today. I hope you had fun, learned something new, and find this as fascinating as I do. And I hope it has sparked in you a way that you can use this for your students or yourself or, and or your family. Um, have a super great day and tune in again next week for another episode of Teaching Little Brains podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Nickerak, wishing you a fabulous week. Bye for now.